Island in the US of A speaking to him at home about his upcoming tour of Australia at Blues Fest in Byron Bay on the 19th and 20th of April and on the 17th and 18th in Sydney and Melbourne. Robin Ford, one of the best in the business. Uh, Salty uh, here in Melbourne, Australia. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm fine. I'm glad, glad we finally made it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Thanks, man, for giving us some time on the Solid Dog Blues and Roots. Um, you're coming to Australia to play Melbourne, Sydney, uh, Blues Fest, um, mm. which will be fantastic to see you here. Um, a couple of questions I need to ask. Are you coming on your own or with a band? How's it going to pan out? Well, I'll, I'll be bringing my current working band. It's the same group that, you know, just uh, did my most recent record, A Day in Nashville. Uh, it's the rhythm section. Um, Brian Allen is the uh, bassist, um, Wes Little on drums, and Ricky Peterson on B3 organ, and myself. That'll be the quartet. Fantastic, fantastic. It's a great album, by the way, that uh, Day in Nashville. Just been released, is that right? That's right. I think I had a promo copy here a few weeks back, but from what I can tell, uh, around early March in the U.S. Yeah, it came out on March the 4th. Fantastic. That's a great album. Look, just go way back uh, to where you started, Robin. Um, You started with the blues, is that right? (laughs) Well, uh, I I would have to say hardly, (laughs) but I discovered blues music at age 13. Yeah. You know, I'm from small northern California town. Yeah. So my parents were both musical. My father played guitar and sang. My mother played piano and sang. And it was a very encouraging musical environment. My older brother, Patrick, played drums. I picked up saxophone and then guitar. And my younger brother, Mark, played harmonica. And, you know, by the time we were all out of school, we had a band together called the Charles Ford Band, which was named after our father. Yes, now, I, when I first heard the Charles Ford band, I'm saying, where's Charles Ford? Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the band, but I guess it was in honour of your father, is that right? Yeah, tribute. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, the reason I asked that question about, started with the blues, you spent a lot of time with people like Jody Mitchell and Miles Davis and others, so you went to jazz and you still do a fair bit of that, I understand. And um, the, the, I guess the question is, um, do you always come back to the blues or are you happy to uh, treat it as a passing um, uh, musical um, indulgence from now and then or where does it fit with you? Okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, I gravitated towards and kind of excelled in blues guitar playing at a pretty early age. And um, no matter what, you know, has happened since, it's definitely the, certainly the floor, you know, it's the ground floor for everything that I've ever done. It's... The banks get bigger while the world grows small. It's what happens when I pick up the guitar, I start playing blues, you know, it's just somewhat natural thing for me. And even a lot behind. 
listening to an interview with Robin Ford from the US, heading out to Bluesfest, gigs in Sydney and Melbourne in April 2014. Playing some cuts off uh, this one, Renegade Creation album. It's called Bullet and some off the new uh, Robin Ford album, the day in Nashville as well. collaborations and uh, I wasn't necessarily looking for them uh, although I did call John Schofield uh, yep. and, and said you know hey man I'd love to do something with you and he said to me man I was thinking about calling you to do something so <laughs> it was kind of uh, uh, good timing you know auspicious coincidence so I did. I did some uh, shows with John Schofield, uh, Bill Evans, who you know people might know him as the tenor player for Miles Davis when Miles came back, you know, yeah. his five-year hiatus. Um, and Randy Brecker uh, was a part of the first time we worked together like that. Um, Renegade Creation, you know, developed, uh, and that was also a collaborative effort. And uh, I just really, it was good timing for me. It was just a nice respite from doing, you know, like carrying all that weight, you know. Being a band leader is a lot of responsibility, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. And everybody else just gets to come along for the ride, you know. So um, it was nice to do things like that and uh, just, you know, get rid of some of that weight and just enjoy myself as a musician. Yeah, no, I guess you'd put the uh, collaboration with Larry Carlson in the same vein, is that right? I'm sorry? Uh, you worked with Larry Carlson a few years ago. It seemed to be, uh, you seem to be enjoying yourself very much with that uh, playing together. He approached me just to go to Japan for uh, like about 10 days, I think, and um, and maybe record something live. Uh, which we did, and a live album came out of it, and uh, we continued to tour off and on for the next two and a half years. It was uh, nice. I was really happy uh, that that worked out with Larry, because we've been acquaintances for many years, but we finally really got to become friends, you know? Yeah. And actually hang out, and um, and, and that, was a, that was a good thing. Yes, I think I saw you at Byron Blues Fest. It would have been the, six years ago, and... Uh, you certainly seem to be enjoying yourself. It was great music uh, coming at that time. Um, just on to your... Um, you've, you've been doing a lot in uh, in teaching. I guess you, 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 you're um, creating or involved with um, some online guitar instruction. Um, is this, have you been always involved in that side of it? I have been teaching... Um well, I say teaching. I've been doing clinics and producing uh, videos, DVDs, books uh, for for quite a few years. And um, initially, I was just approached to do a chapter in one, you know, book along with a bunch of other guitarists, which I did. Mm. And then someone then, you know, asked me if I'd be interested in doing a clinic at a music store. And sure, you know, I was being paid for these things. Just a nice little kind of alternative source of income. Yeah. Especially in those days, 
And then over the years, I just started to learn to really enjoy it. And um, now I, I relish the opportunity, you know, to uh, pass along whatever knowledge I might have. And I have a very, uh, very strong relationship with a company called Truefire, which produces now uh, instructional DVDs. Uh, and, you know, um, you can find them online. You can download them as hard copy. You can stream them. And basically, I, uh, I do that on my website, uh, part of the website. It's called uh, the Guitar Dojo. Yes. And um, Truefire and I have partner, partnered with that, and they've really helped me develop the dojo site. Um, and it's a wonderful thing, and I, I love to... Uh, I love to talk about music. I love to talk about guitar playing and how I approach music. It's a joy, you know, to share with Fantastic. Is it true that uh, the teacher becomes the learner? Different now we may well be Because I do you by your love for me And now you're telling me that we're just different people We weren't so different then And our love would never end You know, there's always a possibility You know, I've heard other people say that You know, that they, they learn so much by teaching um, I, I suppose there certainly is a certain amount of that. You know, for me, the experience has been I learned how to teach by teaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I discovered what it was that I actually had to offer, what I could deliver clearly and in a, in a way that was unique to myself. So yeah. if someone comes to me, you know, it, it's going to be different than if they were talking to someone else. So I'm, of course, that many things will cross over, but I seem to have something unique to offer others, and uh, and I, I take great pleasure in sharing that. Yes, uh, um, in, in terms of talking about your the instrumentation, uh, do you have favorite guitars, um, favorite styles? You play a lot of different genres, I guess, and, and fit in with, play with a lot of different people. Is it possible to have a favorite in that sort of environment? Well, you know, guitars, uh, they have their their strengths. Or, you know, they, 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 at least for me, I find certain instruments work better in certain places, you know. Yeah. And I have a 1960 Telecaster that basically I, I think of as my blues guitar. Um, I, I would... You know, lean towards a Les Paul for uh, things that were a little bit more aggressive uh, in a in an improvisational way, or a little bit more demanding in an improvisational way. You know, if I want to play more notes. Uh, and I've also been using this um, Epiphone Riviera, the 1966. I did the entire uh, Bringing It Back Home record with that one guitar. And that's the first time I've done that since the uh, Talk to Your Daughter album, where I only played one guitar for the entire yeah. record. Normally I will, you know, my music's kind of diverse, and uh, I'll use, you know, two, three, even four different guitars on a record sometimes. 
But um, with bringing it back home, I used only the Sepaphone Riviera on the rhythm pickup. I didn't even use the treble pickup, nothing. Just yeah. straight up guitar. And uh, I, I love that. You know, there's there's something so good about, you know, having everything so focused, you know. Like, this is my voice right now. And the instrumentation on that record is consistently, you know, it's consistent through the entire record. It's acoustic bass only, you know, um, Harvey Mason on drums, uh, Larry Golding's on B3 organ, there's no acoustic piano, you know, mm. Wurlitzer piano, trombone and me on guitar on one pickup, one amp. And there's just something beautiful about that. You know, you, you really kind of settle into something that's so... Um, you know, it, 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 it's just so simple that, um, you know, there's just this natural beauty in doing something like that. When I found poor Kelly Man, he was standing in the door He had a 3220 Hitting 44 When I asked him if he was sorry He said, no, brother, no I couldn't stand the way she treated Me anymore You don't use pedals or, or corrupt the sound in any way? Well, corrupt is a little harsh word. <laughs> you might say enhance, or you yeah. might say corrupt. You know, well, I'll me, stick with corrupt. Yeah, yeah go on. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in the case of that particular record, you know, this is what I was looking for. It's what I wanted to do, and, and it was just very successfully realized. The new record, you know, uh, A Day in Nashville... Uh, it's relatively, you know, I use primarily the 68 Les Paul, uh, two different Epiphone Rivieras, because one's a little brighter than the other. And um, so there's a little bit more going on there. You know, it's kind of back to the way I used to make records, sonically. Yes. Look, I read at some point you were involved with Buddhism. Um, and yes, yes. I guess there, there's a philosophy there um, that might translate into the music as well. Well, you know, whenever there is that kind of overlay or overlap, you know, of um, simplicity, you know, is a very key element, you know, uh, and I'm a big lover of simplicity. When you're out there in the world, when you're making record after record, you know, like uh, sometimes you think there's something you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't, and there you have some confusion, and it's like, hmm. <laughs> That's why it's so wonderful, you know, to when when you just drop all of that and just do something so naturally. And uh, my record, um, talk to your daughter. Um, yeah. That record, and this, and, and and bringing it back home. Those two records, to me, they're 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 kind of bookends. They're very different. Yeah. The philosophy behind each of them is identical. It was just do what you do without thinking about it. Just do it. Get yeah. Guys, and 
go play. Yeah. And uh, you know that is uh, you know again it's a it's a tremendous relief to do something like that. And artistically, you know, things shine in a way that they can't otherwise because you know everything is so individual. The instrument is so clear. You know, it's that instrument and that instrument and that instrument. They don't change. There's no magic show going on. You're actually getting something so pure that,、um, you know, it just has a quality that that can't be matched. We had to leave the interview there due to some technical difficulties. But if you want to get on to see Robin Ford in Australia, he'll be、uh, performing at the Factory on the 17th of April, 2014, in Sydney with、uh, Matthew Curry, and on the 18th in Melbourne at the Corner with Devon Allman, and of course Byron Bay Bluesfest on both the 19th and 20th of April. If you want to see,、uh, read more, and hear more of、uh, Robin Ford, get onto robinford.com、uh, on the web. If you're in、uh, Australia, make sure you get along to see him, Sydney, Melbourne, or Blues Fest. If you're going to the,、uh, the mighty Blues Fest 25th anniversary、uh, at Easter time, April 2014.